Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is a New World Order and I am Chancellor Zane C. Webber of the National Council of Zane Australia here with my two colleagues from across the seas. One who is a tyrant in disguise and the other who is an ineffectual little, little wobbly man. It's me, your resident cat in the hat, Sebastian <laughs> of the United States of World America slash Andropolis. Hello. You're, not, you're not that wobbly. Oh, I, you're a little bit wobbly, but you're not. That I was wobbly. so deep in the hat that I didn't hear um, Zane's intro, and I assumed it was nothing but compliments. <laughs> Does that know what happened? And I am Andrew Schosser, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, Seb. Is it not Andropolis? No. That's going to change a lot of issues. It's been Andropolia for the last two and a half years. So. I've been, every decree I've been making, I've been signing Andropolis. Does that mean they're not valid? <laughs> Hopefully. If you're joining oh, us for the oh, first wait. time. Can, is, that, is that canon now? <laughs> can I have is my that, points back? Is that precedent? Can, can I undo the last five weeks? <laughs> oh, oh, only the last five weeks? So well, you don't want to take back the nuke? Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, we each run a virtual nation on a virtual nation simulator nationstates.net and deal with the issues that accost us every week by trying to stick to our own personal ideologies be they solid or ever changing don't look at me when you say ever changing <laughs> I'm very consistent I technically looked at you when I said solid yeah, and you're ever right. changing yeah that doesn't make sense it's <laughs> like it changed from solid to ever changing I'm, I have firm beliefs all the listeners they can tell I, like, you know, I know exactly what Seb's going to pick because he's either no, I could, no it's fine no I'll leave it as a surprise if you take the approach that Seb is mad Yes, you can you can guarantee picking what he's going to pick because it's just going to be the most outrageous thing possible. I've, excuse me, you, you said no to witch hunters. You, you, don't were, get, you don't get to explain you, logical versus illogical. You were you were two seconds away from pressing the button to send your entire country into the dark ages just so you could have a castle. Mm, yeah. That's true. Instead of just building a castle. You were prepared. Option. You were prepared to downgrade your feudalism. <laughs> yes, but I didn't do it because I'm a good leader. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got okay. rid of the internet, Seb. Can I go first? Sure. I just want to get this out of the way. Uh, um, I just want to find find. I want to find out what kind of mood Andrew's in. If he's, is, is he good? Is he bad? Do I have to destroy his nation on my turn? You know, it's <laughs> wow. little things. So let's start off with an issue that I'm assuming, given by the the logo. The, the image there is important. It's called, it's an honor just to be condemned. Uh, sh- okay. You're shopping with your cousin who wishes to buy a new small press pro LGBT novel, The World American Boy. 
As you approach the suplexity branch of national bookshop chain Books and Bits, you notice- could, you, could you read the rest of it as that Rob Cantor song about Shia LaBeouf? What uh, what song is that? I it's, just, it's just you're you're walking in a forest. I don't know I what just, this is. No, oh, yeah, you, yeah, you, you haven't heard Cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, you haven't heard that. No, what is oh, happening? God, off air, we're going to. Okay. Just, just the way it's written reminded me of that straight away. <laughs> so you approach the Suplexity branch of National Book uh, Bookshop chain Books and Bits. You notice a vociferous group of dour protesters picketing outside, brandishing signs that read "Morals Seb America" or "World America." Option one of. Four, five, four, five. Okay. Draw your handgun. Take as many of them down as you can. <laughs> yep. Option number two. <laughs> it's like oh, I like it would love if it devolved into just one of those choose your own adventure books. The British option. <laughs> Write very strongly worded letters. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of text here. Let me get my reading glasses on. Take down their names and talk to their mothers. Mm. Hey, hey, ho, ho! Bring back the shame. Sin's got to go. Chance Marlene O. Doesn't really the, roll off the yeah. tongue. Sunburned leader of the protest. Leader. Oh, don't call me leader. Leader, we've been out here for hours. We've jumped out at these miscreants shouting such bone-trembling litanies of outrage that their bowels should have shaken in terror. And they've <laughs> laughed and bought this world American boy filth anyway. Politics in world America are... Dominated by liberal commie fascists and atheist cynicists. Thank you. Oh my God. Only we can halt the vice. We need to purge these sexual inverts from society, cleanse the socialist dross from the streets, and hail the simple purity of one correct faith. They think I'm they're sorry. talking to ScoMo. I was, they think I, they're talking <laughs> to someone else. Well, exactly, yeah. I was so caught up in remembering... <laughs> the actual cannibal, the, the song, that I didn't catch exactly what the issue is about. Is it just a, a bit of gay literature? Yeah. yeah uh, well, it, it's a, it's a LGBT young adult book that's popular and this right, group okay. of moralists yep. say ban it. As in the author is is, is gay? I assume or it's the just... themes are. It just says yeah. LGBT no, it just says pro LGBT novel. Yeah. So if it's pro, it obviously has <sighs> themes and so stuff into it. It's stupid that that's a category. It has themes. No, but they didn't say the novel is pro LGBT. It's the book itself is. No, just- if you have a book about a boy wanting to kiss another boy. That's not an LGBT book. It's a romance book. But it's like still, any other romance. It's still an adjective. I, it's a stupid categorization <laughs> because it it doesn't tell you anything about what it is. And yet it's very important uh, to some I, people. I know, I know. <laughs> Option two. Look, let them say whatever bull they want in their homes or in their religious bulletins or whatever it is that people don't pay attention to. Groans bookshop manager, Sifo. Hmm. You're quite Cypher Dias? Oh no. no. <laughs> I just, every time I see a name, I don't know. I should just throw in a Star Wars name. Um, straining to get out of his door. But these nutters are obstructing my pavement and causing my customers vexation with their damnation agitation. Oh, yes. Hell yes. <laughs> Will you please just get the police here to move them along and clamp down on any protest that's disturbing the peace and interfering with honest trade? Exactly right. That's a private property issue. Absolutely. Got my support. I mean, it's got my support more than option one. So, <laughs> option three. Interfering with trade, chortles the book's author, signing copies so quickly that he fails to notice he's also signed a fan's sleeve. 
I think it's wonderful. Without these crackpots showing up to the biggest bookshops in the countries, ranting and attracting press coverage, my book might have never been noticed. Now it's due to go into the second its second printing, and they want to buy the film rights. We ought to encourage free speech and give airtime to every point of view, no matter how loopy. This bad publicity from a bunch of fundy losers um, is the best advertising that money can't buy. I mean, now, not wrong from his perspective. If it's if it's causing him to get notoriety, it's nice. You should not promote or encourage hate. No, no, no. <laughs> you, sh- you you should not encourage people to to. You shouldn't subsidize them to to voice their their opinions. You didn't, a government's a, he didn't no, say subsidize. He just said let them be. No, but it's it's saying encouraging, which which means yeah, free up airtime for these people or. You know, send national film crews to them, or dedicate time for them to, you know, have this particular opinion spread throughout the spread throughout the nation. You shouldn't encourage it. The government's role should be to stop anybody from having their free speech squashed. But that's it. That's it. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be encouraging a particular opinion. Just reading over it, he doesn't. He doesn't say to encourage. He literally just says we shouldn't interfere. I thought I thought that I heard um, encourage in there. Um, signing up so quickly, he fails to notice his blah blah blah. I think it's wonderful without these crackpots showing up at the biggest bookshops in the country, ranting and attracting yeah, yeah, press yeah. coverage. My book might have never been noticed. And then he goes into blah blah blah. Oh, we yeah, sorry. We ought to encourage free speech and give airtime to every point of view. But no, you should not. You should not mandate that every point of view have airtime. Oh, that's is, that's, he, that's is a, he saying that we should no. make it happen or we should just not. I'm interpreting yeah. it as, as him saying, if you have a, a particular opinion, then you should have time dedicated to voicing that opinion. Okay. No, absolutely not. I don't read it the same you way, but I see where you're yeah, coming from. Though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, final option. So option four. That's the last thing we should do. Grass, so gasps human rights activist Arnold Clinton, still wanting to get into the bookshop. We can't allow hate groups to upset decent, hardworking world Americans. In fact... Whatever someone's viewpoint, we must ensure that all public discourse is polite, inoffensive, and unobstructive. <laughs> if people can't discuss things politely and calmly, then maybe we should um, issue a list of acceptable topics for public discourse. Nope. Then, yeah, it's straight no. Nope. Um, saying, saying fuck is, is a part of free speech. Yeah. If you don't like it, that's too bad. Yeah, then everyone will be able to enjoy our shared spaces and no one will ever feel upset. So I also disagree with that one. I like yeah. the idea. I would love it if everyone could just have a polite discourse about everything. Yeah. But we, it shouldn't be mandated. Yeah, you yeah. shouldn't give them a list of okay topics. Yeah. I would because then everybody looks like Canada. I would outlaw yelling. That's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> you can be as racist as you want, but you better you better be ready to politely articulate your argument. Excellent. We are settled. It's a win for private property. Number so two. Option two was that's the one. The They're, owner of the bookstore get yep. them off my property. Yep, absolutely. I just make sure that is the right option. So if, they, I, if they're interrupting his his business, absolutely yep. they should be sent on their way I'm not opposed to that there are I mean out of this bookshop demo, uh, example it's, there it, are it, bad ways this could be used yeah, anywhere and else this will bump up your authoritarianism yep. for sure but it is his but property yeah and it's not a clamping down of. it's not saying no to protest it's just saying you can't do it here yeah like if they want to go to a park and do it like a public yep. space that's yep. fine that's not where they're doing it though <laughs> yep oh my goodness okay anti-riot police are dispatched yeah. wherever two elderly ladies gather to complain that prices yeah. have increased yeah. <laughs> Oh fuck Gotta you! Stop those riots. Guys, guys, this is bad. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> no. Oh. Same. Ooh, I wonder why. Same. This is worse than you. Your worse than your, your hilariously mocking voice is making it seem. Oh, I don't think it is. So. No, it is. Okay, so car sales fall, but never better time to buy. Uh, wage rises put spring in step. Fourteen-year-old girl unifies quantum theory. 
Um, sure. Lower taxes put spring in step. Now, guys, my second my second highest up is eight percent, and it is shared between retail and book publishing. Eight percent, eight one digit. Mm-hmm. My law enforcement, however, is my up, my big up, and it is up eight thousand two thousand nine hundred and thirteen percent. Yep. Just goes to show how it's because I had poorly, no law enforcement. How poorly Submerica was being policed. Um, ignorance, religiousness, and charmlessness all down one percent. Weaponization down two. Crime down three. Black market down four. I want to just. I, I will probably go into a breakdown. Later. I just want to see what my law enforcement started on and rose to, because it was. Oh, it's not that high anyway. It was on negative three point two, and now it is on eighty eight point nine. Okay, so quite a bit. Um, that's the Orwell. The Orwellian index or something? Yeah, I don't know what each unit represents though. Is that like cops per? Do you guys know? Mine doesn't have a full breakdown. Like, is no that, idea. What is it measuring? Your the Orwell orderliness index. Yeah, but what statistic is it measuring? Oh, law enforcement. Oh, law enforcement. Yeah. I just don't know what it actually represents because it went from negative three point two. Well, let's to look up law enforcement. Positive, yeah. almost ninety. Yep. So I'm just genuinely curious. Yep. What does that actually mean in a real world scenario? Yeah, let's let's look up law enforcement at the end. Yeah, I'm hoping yeah. your apps may have a better explanation. All right. Well, that's hey, well done. My, did my authoritarianism go up like all hell? I didn't see that. I imagine world census interns were framed for minor crimes in order to measure the response times, effectiveness, and amount of firepower deployed by the law enforcement agencies in different nations. Well, there you go. I will well, s- we'll compare that at the end. My authoritarianism went up zero point one percent. So yeah. that was the one I was more worried about. So it just feels like we've hired more police rather than, but we haven't like fucked the world with it yet. But it's coming. I mean, yeah. I mean. That's a relatively small issue to get authoritarian over. Like you could, you could pick bigger ones. Yeah, yeah. But that's not as bad as I thought. I was worried that authoritarianism would go through the roof just from making a law effectively. Um, But that's not (laughs) terrible. And now we have cops. We don't have an army, but we've got at least eighty cops. Do you want to go next, Andy? Sure, I'd be happy to. Let you two trade blows before I get on with the business of government. I mean, that's not the option I would have gone with. If it was gun to my head, I would have gone with the option of just let them do whatever. Yeah, no, but, but you let, didn't have let, that let's option. see if you pick the option that Andy would have gone with. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a possibility. Pink is the new orange. No, orange is black. It's, Wait, <laughs> <damn> it. <laughs> it's been identified that among male prisoners, the prevalence of transgenderism is four times that of the general population. Sorry, yeah, what, what was that four times? There are four options. The prevalence of transgenderism in male prisoners... Is, is four times higher than okay. of males in the general population. Okay. The immediate problem here is that the rights of trans prisoners, asserts Alex Carr, a, trans- a transgender activist, who currently identifies as don't know, don't care. It simply isn't safe for trans femme prisoners to mix with the general male population. When deciding whether to send someone to a male or female correctional institution, we should ensure that all assignments are made according to identified, not assigned gender. Seems reasonable to me. Does it? To me it does. It does. Don't look at me like that. What's what's an identified gender? What does that mean? Andrew, what do you identify as? What do you mean? I'm a guy. Cool. Okay. You right. go to the boy prison. Done. Right? So what if I said I was a girl? Okay. But I don't look any different and... Yep. You go to the girl prison. What if I say I identify as a cow? Then you go to State Farm. What, what, if, what if I said <clears throat> I identify as non-binary? Then you go to the non-binary prison. What if I oh, identify okay. as innocent? <laughs> I'm going to open up. I identify as innocent. Oh, so. that's cool. Then you go to the innocent the, jail. The innocent gender. <laughs> I will open up. You, you, you don't want to see how many prisons I'm willing to open up under your taxpaying dollars. 
He already has a lot of prisons. Yeah, and they're lined with gold. Yes. Apparently he can afford more. Who knows? Maybe I'm that's saving all- money on the vaults. <laughs> Maybe all the trans people have just gone... Wait, that's pretty good. It's everything that needs to be guarded is in one location. It's efficient. Yep. Oh, my, my, I mean, the argument I'm going to put <laughs> yes. back here is we have, we have female prisons, we have male prisons. So if we're, if we're willing to break up people based on gender to start with, we shouldn't draw why, the line. Why do we distinguish between male and female prisons? Because I think... Oh, it's a couple of things. I mean, you could raise safety issues. They all kind of feel... It all feel, it feel what about... It is, it is hold violence. on. Yeah. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. And... and uh, the issue of pregnancies as well. Yeah. What if a very effeminate man who still identifies as a man is a prisoner and he's getting a hard time in prison? Should you put him in to, you know, the male light prison in a, or something? In an, in an ideal situation where the prison guards are doing their job, where management for each prison mm-hmm. is doing their job, if you're brought to prison and you're meant to, as a, as a base level, this is now the standard of life that you've given yourself mm-hmm. by, by your actions. And everyone's going to be sitting at a five out of 10, for example. And one person is constantly, because they might be gay or they whatever, getting the shit kicked out of them every single mm-hmm. day. I think it's the duty of the people running the prison to say, this person is actually getting worse treatment than what they should be at this level. And they should remove them from that situation and put them somewhere else because they they could have committed a robbery as opposed to someone else that may have committed a rape or a murder. And that person's getting worse treatment because of Seb, internal factors. You are absolutely right. And it's not a gender issue. It is a prison management issue. If you have uh, vulnerable prisoners, they should be in, in, segregated, uh, in a segregated part of the prison or under protective custody or some other arrangement. It shouldn't be drawn along gender lines. But that's not do, the way to do it. But we already do with males and females. So because that's how we come biologically. I'm sure that there is going to be. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. <clears throat> Number two. Look, transferring inmates that look like men into female presence is asking for trouble, states Shigeru Howard your Minister for Solutions, as you hand him today's crossword puzzle <laughs> excellent, and give up trying to complete it before he does. They might be pretending, they might not. However, you have to keep men and women in different prisons. This isn't about gender identity. This is about preventing pregnancy in prison and managing violence risk. Exactly what we just yep. Yep. talked about. We should build separate wings for these prisoners to ensure everyone's safety. Okay, That's, that may be the predictive custody you know, s- solution. That's not... A ridiculous idea. As in, so the people that were born genetically, as in males, they would stay in the male prison, but if they were, you know, through the motions, you know, intergender or whatever, they would be kept in a separate I mean, section <clears throat> of that same prison. Is that what they're kind of saying? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, right. like, it's like a hospital. You've got your ICU, you've got your generals, yeah. your burn victims. Like, you, you kind of yep. split people up, not just because they're in hospital, but based on what sort of treatment yeah. they need within that hospital. Yeah. I, okay. I mean, uh, a better way to run a prison, I would imagine, is to give wardens the freedom to, or give them give them the right incentives to minimise violence inside inside the prison, however they deem necessary. And if that means splitting people up into different wings, we already do it with, you know, we put particularly violent people in maximum security mm-hmm. wings, and we and we sort of guard them a lot a lot. More securely than than we do anybody else, like the supervillains that get the glass prisons. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. Exactly. Yeah, so, because they can control <clears throat> metal. <laughs> yep. Now we already segregate prisoners based on their violence profiles. I don't think it's absurd to extend that uh, to what kind of harassment you're susceptible to. Yep. I mean, prison's a strange place to begin with. You can't really assess it on the same in in the same way that you do general population. I imagine it's like high school, but 
angrier and violenter. <laughs> it's 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 a weird place. Yeah. That's, that's that's for sure. So that one that one is a good idea. Yep. So rather right. than opening up, you know, ten new types of prisons, we just split just the current prisons into categories. Another wing. That's okay. exactly right. And that's not. That's not. That's not a no from me for that one. It's also expanding prisons, nah, which fine. is not. Yeah. Not something I'm happy with. Well, like I said, my issue here is you want to keep a line of equality within the prisons because everyone's there spending time for whatever they've done, but they're all being ranked saying your crime was worth of this sort of prison. Again, I, so I your say time if, shouldn't be worse or better than anyone else's. If in it was, theory. if it was completely up to me, I would be trying to find ways to incentivize wardens to minimise violence. If it was completely However, up to me, yeah. I would be looking for the reason why it's more likely that transgender people are in prison. Yeah, that was a bit more curious too. Maybe because they I, committed crimes? They were f- convicted yeah, like, of having committed crimes? And why are they more likely to commit crimes? What do you mean? And what crimes have they committed? That's not, that's not so, necessarily... I, okay, I, yeah, I, I see where you're going. I'm but interested yeah. to see why, if they do touch on that in this in this, in this I, th- I, I think the very last uh, right. option does. No, these are just jailbirds... Oh, number three. No, these are just jailbirds pretending to be trans to try and make their time cushier. I don't think that's... Accurate at all. Gold-plated toilets. Also, whatever they, your name is. <laughs> are they insinuating that women's prison is like a lollygag as opposed to the men's prison? But by, by that same saying, if they were to be moved from the men's to the women's, are they insinuating that prison I just is think better I, somewhere? No, I think they're insinuating that some men would prefer to have female company okay. in the prison and that would make their time more pleasant. Everyone gets a chastity belt. Done. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> oh, oh, so maybe government mandated sterilization should be a thing. No, just a chastity belt. <laughs> you can Some keep it, but you can't <laughs> use it. <laughs> maybe, maybe house arrest should be more of a thing. For non-violent crimes. Mm. Anyway, there are better solutions than prisons sometimes, I think. But are you referring to sterilization? That's not (laughs) (laughs) Seb's really keen to get that off of him and onto you. (laughs) They suggest Jalbert's pretending to be trans to try and make their time cushier, declares head warden Carl Peters as he flicks your light switch on and off several times. They're looking to receive special perks such as separate cells and showering alone. We ought to take... I mean, why... Shouldn't people have the dignity to do that in the first place? Mm-hmm. I mean, communal showering is again it's a prisons, budget issue. Prisons are stupid places sometimes. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're really complicated places. We ought to take gender identity off our databases and only record biological sex, and that's the only metric that matters in running efficient and safe prisons. Look, if if you're assessing people <laughs> on their biological sex and not factoring in every other potential yeah. hazard to them. Uh, that's this guy isn't a very good warden, and I would and I would yeah. be, you know, seriously investigating his his behavior and and other. Well, then you have to spend time and money investigating all the wardens. I've and got all no, of their ideas. No, there's no problem in sorting out 
the bureaucracy if it's not working. All right, good. But I'm all in favour of getting rid of the bureaucracy in the first place. Well, let's see if we can get rid of the bureaucracy. And number four. Just kill them So so far, number two seems like the best option Mm. to create some sort of protective custody wing for vulnerable uh, prisoners at you know to be filled at the discretion of the wardens. And number four. Four times is probably an underestimate. As many transgender people may be afraid to reveal themselves, expresses Erica Weasley, your Minister of Equality, as she places the chairs in your office equidistant from each other, perhaps taking her duties too literally. It's not hard to suppose that we as a society are suffering from institutionalised transphobia, resulting in trans people being marginalised or overconvicted. We need society-wide education programmes to banish this bigotry. Then, maybe, we'll not see so many transgender people behind bars. I don't think she's accurately identified the issue at all. Uh, we don't know. I mean, based on the, the evidence that we have, we don't know if the claims of uh, transgenderism are legitimate. We don't know if uh, the general population is being underreported. So we, we don't know if there's a discrepancy or if, or if you know, it's because they're, they're, they're prisoners that they're suddenly claiming because they think they can, they can get something. And if it is legitimate, <clears throat> if transgender people are really are more likely to commit crimes in, in Andropolia, then that needs to be addressed you know, somewhere else in society. I don't think an education program is the way to do it. It's tough. I mean, honestly, I would pick both options in unison because they, one addresses the issue, one addresses a different part of the issue, and they don't really conflict with each other. They don't conflict, but I don't think this society-wide education programs about transgenderism to end the bigotry. It's not. There's nothing to suggest that that is exactly what is what is going on in the first place. Let alone whether it's the cause of you know the increased uh, rate of crime. Okay, so I'll walk you through. I'm I'm going to select option two. Thank goodness. But I would select option four. The problem that they've come to us, though, is about this, the violent issues that are happening within the prisons themselves mm-hmm. and they need to get people out. So only if to properly address the exact problem that we're being faced with this issue, I'm going to. Perfect. But That's I think yep. option... But it's realistically, option four is saying, how can we avoid this being an issue in 10 years' time? Option two is saying, let's fix what we have fucked up right here, right now. So that's the issue. But that, it's, not, it's not clear that it's, that it's something that is fucked up. No, it's not clear. It's, it's definitely hinted at because the numbers, they, it's, it's an anomaly. Having it's, those it's, high numbers there is a weird thing to see. There's the something evidence, going on. The evidence for it is circumstantial. Yes. It's not, it's not clear that that is what's going on. But I would, in a heartbeat, go option four, but just because two is literally addressing the issue of the hill that are currently within the prison system. But what, would, going what, would, what problem does number four solve? Option four, like I said, after years of education into the issue, might change you know, a bit of the public conversation around some of the things and you may get less of these people being improperly What imprisoned. problem are you addressing by educating people about transgenderism? I think it's assuming that because their numbers are so much higher than their base population outside that they're being hard done by by the law and being put there improperly. So it's, I guess, arguing through to education. Possibly. This to step is, in? If we were to take the... The example of America, transgender people are much more likely to commit crimes related to sex work and drug trafficking because they are otherwise discriminated and excluded from the workforce. That's just general population. And I agree that this is a symptom and this isn't the place to address that 
symptom. Yep. Uh, so yeah, if we if we took like a real world example, the discrimination against trans people forces them into a situation where crime or what is currently criminal activity is the most uh, is probably is a lot more likely mm. and easy to do and an easier choice. So yeah, in this one, I agree. Two is probably the best issue. Yeah. Oh. The best, the best option. Consensus. We, we all. Oh, that's nice. It takes. You see, but, well, see, we, but we all but come. We, we all come together when it when it comes to imprisoning people. No, isn't that wonderful? The, I, I don't have prisons. <laughs> I don't, do I have prisons? There. Yes. No, I've got. I'm pretty sure I don't have prisons. I don't have a court, but I just have an executioner. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, my country's like a Monty Python movie. He's, <laughs> he's still there. You're he's just roaming around. <laughs> Sometimes a whole prison wing will house a single prisoner. Okay. Sure. Sure. If that's if that's what the warden needs to do. Oh, that's the dream. <laughs> yeah, right. The Andropoli Sentinel reports financial planners advise more retirement planning. School bans chess is too confrontational. Mm. Neighbourhood groups celebrate with street parties. Hey, people are happy to be out in the streets. And more police means more protection, <laughs> government says. Law enforcement up no, 100% essentially. Wow. 99.8. Uh, government size up 2% as is pacifism and safety. Inclusiveness and tax both up 1%. Lifespan up half a percent, interestingly enough. Which means uh, specifically people in prison are living longer. That You could take that interpretation, yep. I did it. Which is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's also a small increase because the prison population is not huge. Yep. That would be an interesting statistic to have. I wish we had that. I, I, we, I we don't think, have a prison population. but I, I genuinely think given the low um, age, um, age of your population that I think prison life would actually prolong their life. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Just because they're exposed to fewer people Honestly, that they, might kill them? Yes. Like I said, it as, as harshly as a joke, but it's not. Like They probably live longer in prison. As far as the downtrends are concerned, charmlessness and social conservatism down 1%, crime down 2%, and weaponization down 2 as well. We did it, boys. I saved Andropolis. At um, my suggestion, thank you. Well, good day. <laughs> I, ca- I started before you even got in with, I'm going to select option two, but here's why four is good. <laughs> that four, four wasn't a good choice. Four was, I think four was good, a good thing to do in general, but it wasn't addressing no. the actual straightforward, no. we have a problem in it, no. inside of our prisons no, right now. Not a government education program on something that is societal. That's not government's role. I feel like it is. <laughs> I also have a semi- Law enforcement related Oh I've got the answer for you A wolf in refugees clothing Ah After it became clear that a recent mass shooting In Maxtopia was an act of terror By a Lilliputian ultravioletist Who entered Maxtopia by claiming Refugee status from an ongoing Lilliputian civil war Zanestralians who have yet to be involved Are demanding I find a way to keep terrorists out of Zanestralia There are three options We have to balance safety with helping people who are just looking for a better life, states Minister of of Internal Affairs Rosalia Taylor while drinking her half-full cup of coffee. Why don't we just carefully screen potential refugees to see if they have any connection to terrorists? I'm sure with some elbow grease and stick-to-itosity, we'll be able to effectively process all of these immigration applications, and I'm sure when those poor refugees meet the welcoming Australian people, the trauma of years of atrocity-filled civil war will be wiped away. Mm. Option number one. Screen them. perfect. Yep. 
That's Abs- the American way. Which is an appropriate way to identify whether people are going to be a risk coming into your country. It's a bad idea to let anybody who wants to come in, in, based on that fact alone. Yes, based on that fact alone. That's right. Option number two. Background checks will not work, bluntly declares Minister of Homeland Insecurities Harambe Chow, (laughs) while staring at his half-empty water glass. Bureaucracies are simply just too slow and unreliable to do it successfully. We need something that's sure to keep out terrorists. Let's bar anyone who is associated with ultraviolet havens like Lilliputia from entering the country. Sure, some people will be whining about freedoms, but who cares? They're not even Zanestralian. Mm-hmm. Also, the Trump option. The Trump option. Come on, guys. He's the one that instated the Muslim ban. No. Yes. No. Well, okay, no. The the Muslim country ban. No, it wasn't even a Muslim country ban because Indonesians were not barred. Nor Saudi Arabians for some reason, even though a lot of terrorists came from there. So it's like he achieved nothing at all. (laughs) Option number three. (laughs) No. Cries Clover Moonshine, my minister of good vibrations. I love this guy. <laughs> We'd be giving terrorists metaphysical ammo against us. And surely you can't be heartless to refugees who are only trying to find safety for their families. Studies have shown the most effective teams are from diverse backgrounds. Sure, that makes sense as a sentence. We should open the borders to everyone. No questions asked. I say our policy should be give us your tired, your poor, your huddled mass shooters. What? We can rehabilitate them. See, they're even taking in white teenagers. But they said mass shooters, right? Yeah. Yep, cool. Option number three is the option I'm going to That was the one you just read, right? Yes. I agree. I'll take all of them, please. You can't have all three options. No, no, as in all of the people. Right. Anybody who wants to go to Zane Australia gets in. At the moment, that is already the case. Um, Really dangerous policy. Yeah, sure. Except it hasn't backfired yet. Um, (laughs) because (laughs) Because we have massive social support. People who are in a desperate situation are less likely to act desperately because they have access to food and shelter and healthcare and education. That is the Zane Australian philosophy and it has yet to backfire. It's so that's almost why like if to... you're kind to everyone and you know don't stick your nose into a lot of international situations that they'd have no reason to hate you. Really? We in that weird like No, because people will find reasons to hate if they want. Like in Zane Australia we still have religious people who hate gay people we still have various national factions groups yeah and like we still have those issues Mm. that isn't something that we haven't faced in Zane Australia but the fact that we have refugees coming in if someone commits a crime in Zane Australia we will punish the criminal when they commit it we do not ignore the fact that terrorists exist we still investigate possible threats of terrorism and if we find a thing not when they're crossing the border not well we do like with everyone else like we we give them citizenship like okay so you're a citizen so you're now under all the rules of zane australia and if you commit a crime then we're going to run a background check on you just like every other citizen would do police checks etc from where you come from and it's just we're not preempting offense yeah we are and, and yes, that is more dangerous in the sense that we are not 
specifically focusing on one group of people who are traditionally more likely to commit a crime because they haven't committed a crime yet. And so that's to stick to the Zane Australian inclusivity philosophy. Option number three is the one to go. The second one, of course, would be option number one. But which now is- that I have option number three. <laughs> yeah, well, which is screening, basically. Uh, so as they come in, we, we, we screen them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. If anybody's coming into your house, you would want to know, you know either who they are or have somebody vouch for them that they're, that they're okay. You wouldn't just let them in. Mm. Taking you- my house as, a, as an example, I let a lot of strangers in. <laughs> like just all the time. Without any vouching from, from anybody else there? People that I've never met before, yeah. No, but are they coming in with someone who is, who is saying, this is my friend or I know them? Or- sometimes, but sometimes not. <clears throat> okay. There's whatever. I couldn't do that. I would be... I would be horrified at letting someone into my house who I didn't know and anybody else in the room also didn't know. Well, if someone's going to kill me, they're going to kill me. It's <laughs> uh, right. It's little things that can happen. They, you know. Sure, they, they take my umbrella collection. They deserve it more. <laughs> Civil rights activists. Now we're getting somewhere. Comedy and drama. Real box offices. Action flicks fail. I'm no hero, says Heroic Zane Australian. Old ladies report. Surfeit of help crossing busy roads. The biggest up at 2.1%. Wow, that's big for this. Is niceness. Compassion also up 1.3. Culture up 1.3. Ideological radicality up 0.9. Uh, inclusiveness crime. Uh, civil rights, pacifism, and intelligence all up between 0.2 and 0.8 of a percent. Biggest down is social conservatism at 1.9, authoritarianism at 0.8, and weather at 0.7. So Wonderful. Some, some good ups and one bad up and pretty much all good downs. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad it's worked out so well. Me too. Shall we compare law enforcement? Law enforcement. Statistics. Now... Andropolia has a very interesting history with law enforcement, you might say. I imagine a lot of ups and downs for Andropolia. Oh, it's uh, quite the mixed bag. Um, so currently, Andropolia's law enforcement on the Orwell Orderliness Index, which is, again, people have framed for minor crimes and it measures the response times. Mm-hmm. And the firepower. And the firepower. It's currently at 204.5, a touch up from the all-time low of... Uh, 102 it has been as high as 1590 wow and Andropolia started off the game at just under 1200 wow okay so law enforcement in Andropolia as you can see has taken a very recent dip down and it's only just slightly increased this last week as as big an increase as it was proportionally it is still one of the lowest law enforcement figures ever for Andropolia. And your max is about halfway through halfway through the, the game so far. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. No real obvious reason for why that would be the case or for why there's such a massive drop-off recently. But again, I think some of the metrics have changed in the last few Honestly, months. Honestly, yeah. I mean, Andropolia has been focusing on becoming less authoritarian for a while now, and I think that might have a lot to do with the enforcement forcing of crimes but where you could get away with like abolishing crimes you would do that instead of increasing police presence uh, that's that's quite true but whenever i have had the option i have increased police presence yeah Yeah. i started off on what is effectively my mid-range of zero 
Wow. <laughs> and then dropped to my all-time low of negative 5.5. Yeah, that's... And the only time I've properly gone up, as in out of the negatives, was today, where I went from negative 3.2 to 88.9. Wow. <laughs> so I've been literally... So I, you had your all-time high of law enforcement. My all-time high from, yeah, zero which was my ultimate high before today, yeah. <laughs> to, yeah, almost 90. Wow. So, Zane like, Australia, somewhere in between yeah. the two of you, uh, I started out at 442. So, five times okay. what I was on at now my max. So double yes. what Andropoly is currently. Yes, but also significantly yeah. less, like a third less, uh, then, a third of started, what you started right. at. Yeah. Uh, quickly hit my all-time high at 400 and... Sorry, at 570. Then quick dive straight down to zero. My all-time low is negative uh, 5.8, which I stuck at for a long time. Mm. Then I think my dinosaurs came into existence and I've been pretty steady around my current uh, level of 167. Right, okay. Yeah. So low-ish, I guess. Low-ish and... Only recently, Andropoly's law enforcement was lower than than Zane Australia's. Yeah, it's, it's it's only doubled in in this week. Yeah, yeah. And actually, as as a reference, as uh, you you guys saw the graph before uh, of how Andropoly's law enforcement has been pretty high for most of its history, but mm. in the last few months, it's dropped right down. Your law enforcement needs a pacemaker. The crime rate is actually relatively steady at around 20 crimes per minute. That's mm. high, but it is relatively steady. So the change in law enforcement hasn't really affected the crime rate. Interesting. Much. Yeah. All right. Well, that has been us for another week. If you want to find us online, you can find us on Facebook or on Twitter or any of those other places. And if you want to be one of the best people in the entire world, you can go find our Patreon where you'll get a bonus episode every month. Uh, I have been Chancellor Zane C. Weber of the National Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards an increasingly diverse future. I have been your magical picture book from the 90s in which you look at an abstract picture and like squint and it looks like something else. It's called you a, look magic back at it. a magic eye book. A magic eye Me, Sebastian of Andropolis. Um, I am the Senate. And I have been Andrew Shostler, the most supreme magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche, sans plume. Till next time, gentlemen. So what mountain were the stones in the walls of this specific monastery mine from exactly? Wait, can my character take a dump? What's the governmental structure of every town in this entire Which continent? Which magic using class is like the most attractive? How people know how to make tunnels under their town when all they do is farm Why does the genie always me? refuse to make people fall in love with me? Like, if who hurt poison him? rules are the same for every player race, does that mean they all have can the same digestive system? Can my character have a pet? System? Ooh, can that pet have a pet pet? Are your players asking too many questions? Do you really know how your world works? Don't you wish there was a podcast that made this whole thing easier? Come on over to Dungeon Deep Dive, your favourite fantasy world-building podcast. Whether it's tabletop RPGs or creative writing, we do the research so you don't have to. Find us on your podcatcher of choice or on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on at Dungeon Deep Dive. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 